Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We hope that this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Praise God. Well, you're all very, very welcome. I, I, like you, I'm very excited about Sunday. The baptisms coming up. I always, I always really enjoy baptisms. I enjoy the testimonies. I enjoy hearing the stories of, of people getting saved. And I, I just find it particularly, uh, particularly inspiring. Um, so, so don't miss it. You know, plan to be there. And we'll just have a great day of fellowship. And just uh, as well, just to echo what Pastor Nick said, for my own kids, especially Father's Day is Sunday. <laughs> You know, so uh, don't, don't forget. <laughs> I've great expectations, big plans for Father's Day, even though I never get a lie on on Father's Day because I'm in here early. You know, it's always on a Sunday, have you noticed that? <laughs> I think we should move it to Monday or Saturday. Saturday? Yeah. yeah anyhow, we'll not gripe about it. We'll uh, make the most of it. You're all very, very welcome. It's good to be together, isn't it? Have you been enjoying the nice weather? It's been such a blessing, hasn't it? It's been beautiful. As you can tell, my tan is coming on, leaps and bounds. You know, I'm, always, I'm actually very jealous of people that tan. It's a, it's a nice gift to have. Okay, we are going to be talking uh, about the Holy Spirit tonight. Um, pneumatology is, is the name of the topic or the study of the Holy Spirit. So we, we've got some readings. We're going to take me, some readings out of John tonight. John chapter, we'll start in John chapter 14. So if you want to turn there, John chapter 14 and verse 15. We'll start there. I'm going to jump about a wee bit. Um, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Hallelujah. He will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever or stay with you forever. The Spirit of truth, verse 17, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Jump into verse 26, the same chapter. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Jumping over to chapter 15 and verse 26. But when the Helper comes whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father. He will testify of me. Jumping then to chapter 16 and verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away, as Jesus physically saying that he physically will go away, for if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Uh, verse 13, 13 to 15, then jump down a little bit. 
However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said, he will take of mine and declare it to you. Hallelujah, Lord God. Lord God, we submit ourselves before your word tonight, O God. Lord, we submit all opinions, Lord, all feelings, Lord, all of our history and intuitions. We submit everything to your word, O God. And Lord, we ask, O God, Lord, that you speak to us. God, thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is here, O God, here to remind us, Lord, here to teach us, here to be our helper, O God, in such a time as this, Lord. You are here, O God. And Father, Lord, we, we look to you, Lord. Would you teach us tonight, Lord? Would you, Lord, inspire us tonight, Lord? Would you, oh, Lord, Lord, touch us tonight through your word in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. One, one of my hobbies is stand-up paddleboarding. What that essentially is, is a, a big inflatable device about 10, between 10 and 11 foot long, and you can stand up on it and, and paddle your way through the water. So you, you take this thing and you, you inflate it to 15 PSI, which is about half the pressure of a car tire, so it's, it, there's high pressure in it. You can stand on it then, and it will take even my weight. Um, I, can, I can fish from it. I can take my fishing rod out on it and cast out and might even catch fish. But I can certainly carry out the actions of fishing. One says it's not fishing, it's waiting. <laughs> um, but what I've noticed is that if, if the pressure and, and the board isn't high enough, if it's not inflated, correctly. I can't stand on it. And if there's a bit of air, it, it might hold me up in the water to some degree. I'll, I'll, I'll not sink. I can hang on to it. It may float. But it isn't going to move forward very well. It's, it's not going to take me through the water. It's not going to take me to destinations. And sometimes I would carry other people on the paddleboard as well. And to, we have a lot of fun on it. Um, but if it's not inflated properly, you can't do any of that. And it's a bit like the Christian life, brothers and sisters. It's, it's sometimes we, we're kind of half inflated, you know, because we don't rely on the person of the Holy Spirit enough. We're like a, a sort of a, a bag in the water just with a bit of air in it, and we're kind of just sitting there. And I've, I've noticed at times in my life, I just haven't been able to make any progress, and I've had to come back again to, to rely on the person who has been given to us, the person of the Holy Spirit. And this, this Christian life, as we say, isn't just difficult, it's absolutely impossible. That's why the Jews in the Old Testament couldn't fulfill the law, that's why they couldn't match the requirements that God had for them. That's why they were never successful in their relationship with God was because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. So I don't know if that resonates 
with us tonight. But what I want to do maybe over the next couple of times that I'm speaking, Lord willing, is, is bring a, a, couple, a couple of messages, maybe three messages on the Holy Spirit. Did you notice what, what Jesus said in John 16? Let's, let's just pause and pray here at this point. Lord God, Lord God, I'm aware, oh God, Lord, of your presence, oh God. And I ask Jesus, Lord, did you have your way, oh God? Lord, we don't want to just, Lord, speak words tonight, oh God. But Lord, have your way, Jesus. Holy Spirit, you are here, Jesus. And sometimes, Lord, we're just so unaware, oh God. So unaware, oh God, we blissfully carry on, Lord, and miss your presence. Now, Lord, Lord, have your way. Have your way. Amen. Amen. Did you notice what Jesus said in John 16, 6? This is amazing. The the physical Jesus was standing with the disciples, and he says, it's better that I go away. It's better that Jesus goes back to the Father and that the Holy Spirit comes. It's better that way, brothers and sisters. We are living in the better time, if you like. Jesus is back with the Father. The Spirit has been sent. And we get to live in this age of the person of the Holy Spirit being dispatched, sent amongst us and in us. And in us. And Jesus said, it's better. This is the better way. Now, of course, Jesus went to the cross. That that was the best thing that ever happened, that he went to the cross, and and we celebrate that. But when he had accomplished that, accomplished the cross, rose again from the dead, he said, now I will go back, and it is best that the Holy Spirit comes. The Holy Spirit comes. So my title tonight is The Witness, and we're going to be looking at this aspect of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, which is for our benefit. Jesus used some particular terms in the scriptures that we read tonight when describing the Holy Spirit, and, and he used words like this. He said, he will teach you everything, teach you everything. He will remind you. He will remind you. I have an awful memory. (laughs) I need the help of the Holy Spirit to remind me. He is a counselor. He's a spirit of truth. Spirit of truth. And he will guide us into all truth. He's going to, Jesus said, he will tell you all about me. And he's going to reveal of Jesus to us. And we see that this, that, that, that the Holy Spirit is this amazing ministry of communicating important information and, and much more than that, but, but important things 
to us, brothers and sisters, that we need. He's going to bring to us information. He's going to bring to us teaching. He's going to remind us. He's going to counsel us, bring us into truth. And we live in an age where, in, in, in Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, Paul says that, that the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. They won't put up with truth. And instead, to suit their own desires, they'll gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. And surely we live in that time. Surely we live in that time where people gather onto themselves, people that just say what their feelings want to hear. We live in that time and, and much of the world today doesn't want truth. Doesn't want to hear what is truth. They would rather believe lies that are convenient to their feelings, to their actions, to their lifestyle. But Jesus said about truth, and it's important. He said in, in John 8, 32, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, brothers and sisters. And, and we have a truth and WMA team, you're going out with something powerful to our streets. You are, you're, you're going out with the best news that Cork has ever, ever heard. And for, for this country, it's, it's maybe the first time in centuries we've been on the streets here, but there's many people in this nation have never heard the gospel. Never heard it. And you're going out with, with truth that will set captives free. And we, could, we could spend a long time discussing truth and the, the importance of it, but, but I want to get back to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. But I just want to say this before we go back there. In Psalm 51 verse 6, it says that God desires truth in the inward parts. So it's not just a set of doctrines or beliefs. It's, it's a truth that actually comes into us and changes everything about us. Everything about us. But we're going to look, look at the Holy Spirit tonight. He is the primary truth teller that there ever has been a witness. He's the... We, we know him as the third person of the Godhead, third person of the Trinity, the triune God. There's Father, Son, Holy Spirit, as our St. Patrick taught us, using the shamrock leaf. Uh, one leaf, but, but, but three, three persons in the one person. But the Spirit does not have a physical body. He is a spirit. He's known as the Holy Spirit. In, in the older English, they would have called him the Holy Ghost. And we're, told and we're told that he has a mind, he has a will, and he has emotions. And he also has, has certain other attributes which are important for us to understand. One of them being that, that he is omnipresent. And that word just means that he is present everywhere. In Psalm, Psalm 9, 7... It says, where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee to escape your presence? If I were to ascend to heaven, you would be there. If I were to sprawl out and sheol, you, there you would be. 
If I were to fly away on the wings of the dawn and settle down on the other side of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. He is everywhere. He is everywhere. Luke chapter 1 verse 35 then reveals something else about him. He is omnipotent. Another omni, omnipotent, all-powerful. The angel said, and this is, this is to Mary, the Holy Spirit shall come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And, and we see here that, that the Holy Spirit coming on Mary happened at the same time as the power of the Most High being all around her. Romans chapter 8 verse 11 says this, that, that, we, uh, that, that the same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead gives life to our mortal bodies. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit. He is all-powerful. And then another omni for you. He is omniscient, which means that he is all-knowing. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 and 11, it says that God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Verse 11, for who among men knows the things of a man? except the man's spirit within him. So too, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. So we have three omnis. Omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient. He is also eternal. Hebrews 9, 14 says this. How much more will the blood of Christ who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God. And there we see the activity of the Holy Spirit and the life of Christ and the sacrifice of Christ. But the eternal Spirit. So this person of the Holy Spirit, he has always existed. He is there's never been a beginning to him. And it's, it's hard for us, us to understand that he never begun. He has always been there. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have always existed. And that's important for us to understand. Sometimes we think that the Holy Spirit suddenly appeared when the Spirit it descended like a dove on Jesus or at some other moment in, in, in the Bible, we can think, oh, that was the beginning of the Spirit. No, He has always existed. And this is important for us whenever we understand that He, uh, he is the witness of everything. So he, has, he is the witness of eternity, eternity past. He was always there. When whatever was going on, he was there. And he is omniscient. He knows everything. So he was always there and he knew everything about every stage in history from before the world began to the creation of the world to every event 
through history until now. He will never end. So if the Holy Spirit is eternal and omnipresent and omniscient, then he has always existed. He was everywhere and he knows everything. So he is the best witness that there ever could be. John was a police officer. You'd be wanting a witness like that who knew everything exactly according to the facts. He knows it all from the very emotions that were going through somebody's head to every detail. The, the number of ashes that came off Elijah's sacrifice. He knows it all. He knows it all. When creation happened, he was there. He saw it. When God talked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the evening. He was there. He witnessed it. He saw it. He heard every word, every sentiment. When Satan rebelled and was thrown out of heaven, the Spirit was there. When Adam and Eve fell in the garden, when they sinned, he was there. When the flood happened, when Abraham was called, when God spoke to Abraham, the Spirit was there. When the walls of Jericho fell, when David killed Goliath, the Spirit was there. When David committed adultery, the Holy Spirit was there. When Jesus was born, when Jesus did the miracles, the Holy Spirit was there. When he was beaten, whipped, when he suffered on the cross, the Holy Spirit was there. And when he rose again, he was there. And brothers and sisters, we must understand this because this person is our friend who was there everywhere, knows it all. It doesn't get better than that. Hallelujah. And so he took all of these things that he witnessed, that he saw right from before time began, when in heaven the conversation happened between the Father and the Son. Will, will you go, Son? And, and, and he's, he agreed to go. And will you, will you pay the price for their sin? And I'll hold your hand. All the things that we see in Isaiah 42. When that, when that, when, when that plan was made, the Holy Spirit was there. Seeing the plan. When, when, they, when, when you know, it talks about how he was slain even before the foundations of the earth. I don't understand fully how, how that all ties in, but the Holy Spirit seen it all and was there. The sacrifice somehow was, was committed to and made before even time began. The Holy Spirit seen it. And so he is the best witness that there ever could be. And the wonderful thing about it is that this person of the Holy Spirit came to 40 or so writers and uh, got them to write 66 books which would have the exact amount of detail that we would need 
would have the right amount of even forensic information so that, that our faith would be built. We, we would have enough details to know that the Scriptures are true. The Holy Spirit came to these, the, the, these people and used them to communicate to us these Scriptures. This Holy Spirit who knows everything perfectly, who was there, seen it all, got these men to write it down in a way that would be appropriate for us and digestible for us in a way that he could take later on and when we sit down in our bedroom or in our sitting room and when we open up the Bible, later on the Holy Spirit, that same Spirit could then make those Scriptures live. He is the witness. He is the storyteller. He is bringing to us through these scriptures, everything we need pertaining to life and, and godliness and, and truth and, and, and discipline. It's not a set of Chinese whispers passed down from one person to the other, losing information as it goes along. It's not that. It's accurate. This Bible is accurate. Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words I give you are spirit and life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And through this, this book, God tells us what we need to know. There is enough in this book, brothers and sisters, that we can build our faith on. We don't have to doubt because of, of the truth that has been given to us by the Holy Spirit, by the, the best witness that there could ever be. We can put our faith on it. We can, we can bet our future on what is wrote here. We can, uh, we can invest our eternity, brothers and sisters, in what is wrote here. And this is not just another book. This is the words of the Holy Spirit through men. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this same Holy Spirit who is omnipresent, who is omniscient, who is omnipotent and eternal, the same person dwells in you and me, the person who wrote this, the person who, who got every word, every letter of it just right for us. He now indwells us. We're born of, of the Spirit. And he is, he is here amongst us and He is in us. Brothers and sisters, this, this is great news because the paddleboard doesn't have to be half inflated. He is not reluctant in being with us. He is not, he is not uh, shy of coming close to us. He is not. He is intimate with us. He is right in us. And, and brothers and sisters, we have every reason to have confidence to open this word and know that, that, that the person who wrote it will help us to understand it. He's going to bring life into these words. It's, it's, like, it's like having the, the author, it's like having the person who is, who is actually in the story tell us the story. It's amazing. 
The person who wrote the scriptures now dwells in us. And he is intimately acquainted with us. Remember, he is omniscient. He knows it all. He knows what you and I need to hear on a particular day. He knows what your struggle is. He knows what your, what your deficiency is. Even if you don't know it yourself, he knows. And brothers and sisters, we need to have confidence that, that he will lead us to th those aspects of, of the Scriptures that He wants us to be encouraged from, that He wants us to be challenged from. Because these Scriptures challenge us. They will challenge, challenge those lies, those, those convenient lies that sometimes we hold on to because the alternative is to step out in faith. Sometimes the lies are comfortable. I could never be anything other than this. And if we believe that, if we hold on to that, it means I don't have to step out in faith into something that may be a bit uncomfortable, like Peter stepping out of the boat. And he knows where to bring us in the Scriptures, brothers and sisters. And he will explain it to us. That's, that's what we're told. He is the counselor. He is going to bring us into all truth. He's going to reveal truth to us. Hallelujah. So this person, this wonderful person of the Holy Spirit is going to read the scriptures with us and help us to understand it. But it's not just understanding. It is more than just have an understanding of what it actually says. The Holy Spirit takes truth and brings it into us. So, so the truth actually, we become truth, if you like, because we become conformed to the image of truth. We become conformed to the image of Christ. Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the truth. And brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit is in this business of conforming us to the image of Jesus. So we actually become living truths, if you like, living reflections of the truth of Jesus. The witness takes us and, and he starts to, to change us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of the, maybe next times we'll talk a little bit more about that, that, that personality of his. But he changes us, brothers and sisters. And he, the, the witness, the witness, the Holy Spirit, he takes us and he makes us into witnesses. He does. He, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says this, But when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will receive power and be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Samaria, in Dundalk, 
and Donegal, you know, and Cork. Hallelujah. You will be my witnesses and the Holy Spirit, the witness of all eternity, comes into us and makes us in turn his witnesses, representing Almighty God. Almighty God, we become the mouthpiece, the hands and feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. Our time is up. Can we stand? And just bow our heads for a moment. This person of the Holy Spirit who witnessed everything, wrote what we needed into the Scriptures. He was in Jesus. He empowered Jesus. And He is in us. And He gives us power and revelation. And He brings Jesus to us. And He conforms us and He shapes us. We become living revelations. We become testimonies of Christ. We become witnesses. And tonight we have the privilege of privileges of having this person live in us. Have you forgotten? Did you enjoy his company today? the most amazing friend that we could ever have. Lord God, we bow our heads in your presence, O oh God. Your Holy Spirit is here, Jesus. As many times, Lord, we forget, we forget, we forget. And we just carry on with our life, O oh God. But today, Lord, would you remind us, O oh God, Remind us, Lord, deeper than just our understanding, Lord. Remind us deep in our hearts, O oh God, of your presence, of your desire, Lord, to help us understand the things you have wrote in the Scriptures for our benefit, so our faith could be, uh, uh, our faith could be built, Lord, and, and could grow, Lord. Lord, help us, O oh God. Help us, remind us, Lord, Continue this work within us, Jesus. And tonight, Lord, we thank you, Lord, with all our hearts, O oh God. We thank you, Lord, for your abiding spirit, O oh God, that you will never, ever leave us. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website. It's www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.